Hey, Morbius, thanks for inviting me over. I was really appreciative. Let me tell you why you're here. Oh, uh, okay. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the plot of the video game? Do you want to know what it is? Uh, oh my god, yeah. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. What? You can see it when you look out your window, or when you turn on your television. <laughs> you can feel it when you go to work. What are you talking about, dude? When you go to church. I... When you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage. Born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. I don't... A prison for your mind. Uh, okay, man. See ya. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. And today, as we have for the past four episodes, we will be talking once again about 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim for the Nintendo Switch, also available on the PlayStation 4. We will be spoiling Ryoko Shinonome up to 75%, Iori Fuyasaka up to 42%, Shu Amiguchi up <laughs> to uh, the percent I didn't write down, 25% probably. Oh, wait, uh, I, have it. I have my Switch right here. Okay. Cool. I should have done this earlier. Um, now seems like a good time to let everyone know I am very tired, a little hungover. I just got back from my birthday weekend out of town. Bear with me. Who am I looking at? Shoe. <laughs> Shoe? Yeah. 28%. Shoe Amaguchi up to 28%, and A. Sekigahara also up to 28%. We have a lot to cover today yes, we're trying to pick uh, up the pace yeah because we've realized we've done four episodes and not even <laughs> we barely passed the 20 percent threshold for for yeah. completed remembrance so we thought maybe we should try and set a remembrance goal uh instead of a like character percentage goal so yeah we're, we're gonna try and play 10 percent every week as much as that's possible mm -hmm. for the next at least eight weeks, I guess. Yeah. Um, but maybe we'll play more. This week event, I woke up at uh, 6 a.m. on Saturday, <laughs> um, which was not it was not a plan. But um, the light in my room was extremely bright because the Ooh. curtains didn't close fully. Right. So I was up and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this moment of downtime, <laughs> this moment of quiet away from the 15 other people in this house with me. <laughs> And I'm going to play some 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's As how I dedicated mean, I am to the podcast. <laughs> Kim, we, we appreciate and, <laughs> and love your dedication. Speaking of love and dedication and yes. being in a house with 15 other people, <laughs> you have some bullshit today. I do. I do. And in honor of this weekend, I was uh, at Big Bear, which is a lake in California. Um, nice. A few hours away from L.A. I nice. went with a bunch of friends. We rented a house technically for my friend Gabe's 30th birthday, but 
that also happened to be my 32nd birthday because we are birthday right. twins. And uh, it inspired me this week for our bullshit to talk about if the 13 Sentinels went on a trip like this and rented a house together, you know, how would they spend their time? Specifically, how would they help out around the house because it, yeah. if, it, if you've ever gone on a trip like this you know there's yeah. dishes that need doing there's cooking that needs to be done you got to take out mm-hmm. the trash and mm-hmm. you know there's all kinds of chores that come with this kind of trip and right. i had fun thinking about how each uh each of these kids would pitch in or not and yeah. uh because <laughs> i I'm barely prepared for recording today. AJ helped me out with uh, a bunch of these. Yeah, we did a little pre-production. Yeah. You know, as, <laughs> as you probably should do on, <laughs> on yeah. shows. But hey, we are uh, radio rebels here. We are pirate radio, um, sentinel radio. I don't know. That's nothing. But yeah, sure. so so we we came up with half of them right before we started recording, and I th- I think I did a pretty good you job. You did a I'm great job. So I sometimes I know that it's fun uh, to surprise you, but sometimes yeah. I'm like, damn, if AJ had helped me out with this, it would have been <laughs> even better because you come up with great ideas for the bullshit. Wow, wow, thanks so much. Thanks yeah. so much. Uh, on that uh, heartwarming note, why don't we launch it? <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to start with Megami Yakushiji because she would pretty much do all of the work. She would yeah. not get to hang out with anybody all weekend because she'd be too busy either doing the cooking or cleaning up after people or helping out with various chores here mm-hmm. and there, setting up activities. I, I feel a little bad for her. She deserves a break. She deserves to relax, but she will not. She simply will not. Yeah, She simply will not. On the other end of the spectrum, we have Shu Amiguchi, who will do none of the work. He'll probably right. just hang out and drink and be a good time. And it'll be great. Everybody loves Shu. He's going to, yeah. you know, um, he'll be the life of the party, but uh, he will not help out literally at all. And, and you know, maybe maybe also Shu paid for the whole trip. You know, maybe Shu, <laughs> out of the goodness of his heart. You are 100 percent right. <laughs> The goodness of his heart and and extreme desire to not want to have to be responsible for anything else. Be like, I will front the money here and I will not do anything else. Please leave me out of it. Yep. You are so right. Um, <laughs> and yeah. And everybody will be grateful, I think. Mm-hmm. Natsuno will conveniently be out for a run anytime help is needed (laughs) or like in the shower because she just got back from a run. Um, She's like the person who rolls in like after everybody's already eaten dinner and just like picks at whatever leftovers there are. Yeah. But yeah, you know, she'll when she is around, she's a fun time. She's a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Keitaro Miura um, is very helpful. He cleans up after people whenever he sees a mess being left behind. Megumi is very grateful for his help, although she will be like, no, why don't you sit? Just sit. Like, she'll get a little annoyed with him at Mm. some point because she'll be like, he's actually like, I don't need him asking me every five minutes, like how he can help because I just need to focus on the task at hand. Yeah. Mira does not sit down the whole weekend. No. He's either he's either walking around making sure that everything's clean or is just standing mm-hmm. and observing everybody doing whatever they're doing. Yeah, even when he's like in hangout mode. Yeah, he's like, oh, there's 13 of us. I'll be the odd one out. That's fine. You guys <laughs> split into teams of six and six. I will observe. Yep. <laughs> Yuki makes messes everywhere she goes. Mm. She mm. does not clean them up. Anytime anyone politely requests that she do so, she threatens to punch them. Um, and because everyone's afraid of her, uh, those requests 
pretty much fizzled out within a few hours of getting there. Yeah, yeah. I think I think she also makes up plates for not Sano. You're so uh, right. Like yes. she'll make up she'll make she'll make plates up and like pop it in the microwave so Natsuno gets back. She's like, oh you, you your food's in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, well while Natsuno's in the shower, she's like, everybody make sure Natsuno, Nachan hasn't had any yet, so <laughs> wait until Nachan gets first before you get right. seconds. Right. <laughs> Um, next up, we have Ogata. Ogata offers to help one time at the beginning of the trip, knowing that no one will take him up on it because everybody knows, like, if Ogata cleans a plate, plate is not clean. Somebody else is going to mm. have to redo that. It's weaponized incompetence, basically. <laughs> with Ogata. Yeah. So he, he offers to help once. Nobody takes him up on it. And he's like, all right, I did. I did my yeah. responsibility. Nobody <laughs> asked me. And then anytime, you know, somebody's like, oh, do you, like, can someone help and he's like i already i already offered help and nobody took me up on it so i'm good um yeah yeah 100 percent. goto he does not like i think actively help out he's more of like a master of ceremonies where he has planned the itinerary for this trip to the minute mm-hmm. and runs it like a drill instructor so he is just bossing people around all weekend and anytime yeah. anybody's like having fun doing one thing but like he's ready to move on to the next task he's on their case about it yeah and and, and if, if we're going on the, the kind of trip you were where it was just like a a cabin i mm-hmm. right that's it was just pretty like much a cabin. yeah yeah it's like a lake house yeah there's not like a lot to like go do so it's no. like okay we're playing board games now and yes. if somebody's doing something that's not <laughs> board games he's like you get your ass over over here we're playing fucking wingspan grab your eggs let's go <laughs> yes 100 the vibe it's for the wingspan heads out there i really want to play wingspan i've never played it it seems it seems like a lot but people enjoy it and it's got nice bird art so love some bird art oh my god speaking of birds a side note there were <laughs> there are like nesting bald eagles in uh <sighs> big bear right now they actually have like a live stream and we like saw i think like the the mother eagle um like she was just like hanging out in a tree near our house even though like the nest is on the other side of the lake and we were like oh she's taking some me time she like left dad to to take care of the kid whoa and she's over here but yeah it was super cool i got a cool photo maybe we can post it that's awesome anyway goto would be like we're looking at the bird now come look at the bird bird. okay bird time is over Um, (laughs) time over one person who will definitely be looking at the bird oh (laughs) as a matter of fact Tomi Kisaragi. Yes, indeed. Uh, this is where I began to help. Yeah, why don't, do you want to do you want to deliver? Yeah, uh, so Tomi does uh, not help clean up or plan or anything because the entire time she is either cleaning up her room or putting on makeup or just like streaming the trip or doing other influencer duties of yeah, like taking you know or for Insta. Right, exactly. So so she's absolutely out there taking pictures of that bird. She's got the macro lens for her for her iPhone. She pop, you pop it over and it's you know it's the the 20 or 35 millimeter or whatever. Uh Iori Fuyasaka is like really eager to help and so she's like popping around from person to person seeing what everybody needs um but is not able to put the blinders on long enough to like complete <laughs> a task uh like somebody will ask her to help take out the trash and she'll be like oh yeah absolutely and she'll grab the trash and then walk halfway and see somebody like i don't know cleaning up a spill or something and be like oh my god wait hold on, let me help with that uh, and then we'll just continue going down that that line of uh thought uh, mm-hmm. ad infinitum yes we also determined that uh iori and tomi are on dessert duty yes 
which means uh, Iori makes dessert while Tomi live streams it. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Tomi found the recipe or like found the decoration for oh, whatever they're making. Yeah. Um, but Iori executes the entire thing. Yeah. Flawlessly. Yeah. Um, Tomi but. found the recipe. It's like whatever is like hot on TikTok right now. She's yeah. like, we're going to try this recipe. Yeah. If it was 2019, it would be mm-hmm. that like winking unicorn. Yes. Like, cake that you put all the jimmies inside yes. or whatever. Uh, oh, God. Sorry. Yeah. That was really Philly of you. Yeah. I <laughs> just i just fully i just fully uh accent doxed myself by saying jimmies instead of sprinkles sorry oh man that's good uh, i don't think i've ever seen someone call them jimmies in the wild before <laughs> <laughs> um, next up we've got uh juro who is like around and kind of helps but nobody takes notice of juro and he's fine with that like in when you're listing off the people who are on the tri- on the trip Jero is not on the list, but like <laughs> he's there. He was invited. He RSVP'd. You know, he showed up. He 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 does great, but he's just kind of like around. You know, he's not causing trouble. He's low key. He's certainly not like a center of attention at all at any time. Absolutely not. <laughs> Ryoko Shinonome. <laughs> um, actually, Kim, I think you should do this one because this one was your idea. <laughs> okay. Um. So Ryoko, they get there. They have dinner, and uh, Ryoko helps Megumi out by doing the dishes. A few hours pass and she comes back in and there's like more dishes in the sink. So she's she's like, all right, I'll do the dishes. And this is how Ryoko's weekend goes where she'll, she's, every time she comes into the kitchen, she sees dishes, dirty dishes in the sink and she's like, I don't do the dishes again. Um, so she basically just spends the whole weekend doing dishes every time someone dirties a dish, which mm-hmm. if you've ever been on, on one of these trips, it's constant, it's just so constant real. dish doing. And Ryoko uh, carries it all on her back. Um, <laughs> In her Queen. repetitive way. <laughs> yes, exactly. She she cleans every dish the exact same every time. Mm-hmm. She's got she's got a method and and it works. You know, yeah. so why change it? <laughs> um, uh, Takatoshi Hijiyama or Hijiyama Tak? No, no, you got it right the first Takatoshi time. Takatoshi Hijiyama, yeah, is <laughs> somebody. I think I think probably Shu or something brought like a case of IPAs, you know, along with whatever light beers, whatever. Yeah. Um, and Hijiyama is like, I'll try this, this crazy drink. Like, uh, you know, whatever. I've only ever had whatever we were drinking in the 1940s. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what I, I did drink before. I think, I mean, it was beer, I'm sure. But like, yeah. you know, it wasn't probably not a high alcohol content beer, but you know, I, I don't know. Mm. Um, anyway, so <laughs> she brings some sort of craft, some craft, uh, uh, high ABV alcohol by volume beer and of which hijiyama drinks one uh and, and is gone for the rest of the week he is he is wasted that night he is hung over the entire mm-hmm. next day he can hardly function at all <laughs> so uh, uh that's 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 pretty much hijiyama's whole thing is that he just has never had that much alcohol at one time in his life and can't take it. I'm I'm looking up yeah. uh, like what was the vibe of beer and brewing in the 40s and this is definitely I think this is like England, but whatever. Sure. There were a lot of shortages in the ingredients in beer. So uh, the strength of beer was very low sure. in the 40s. Nice. So, nice. Uh, yeah, good call. A good guess. <laughs> uh, and then finally, A. Sekigahara was invited, did not show up, did not even RSVP because he has got too much of his own <laughs> shit going on. <laughs> He's on a mission. He's on a mission. He's got stuff to do. And it's not a part. It's not time for a party. Mm-hmm. You know? They all get there. 
they're having dinner. They look around and they realize A is not there. Yeah, like, he wasn't in anybody's car. <laughs> <laughs> like, did he RSVP? Did you hear from him? No. No. He's busy. He's doing something else. <laughs> so that's the that's the bullshit it's for bullshit. this week. I'm I'm glad I was able to help out. I and really appreciate it. Really yeah, I really appreciated the help. I should make you do that more often. <laughs> <laughs> like AJ, I didn't do my homework. I, look, I mean, you made this homework. So, like, if you want, if you decide at one point that you want help with it, I assigned myself homework. <laughs> you did. You just showed up at the second episode of the podcast and said, "I have something else." <laughs> said, okay, sure. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, that's the bullshit, and I think we should just get right into it let's dive because in. we, we have a lot <laughs> quite a lot to cover yeah uh so let's head on over into the story of ryoko shinonome so ryoko mysterious high school student mm-hmm. <laughs> Of 2064. Of 2064. Yeah. Um, so Ryoko runs out of, you know, it's, it's Sakura High. It's, it is the high school we are at. Um, runs out and goes to talk to uh, who we find out is her substitute teacher, Mr. Ida, quote, about his feelings. <sighs> And then they have this whole weird conversation about how, like, she's basically like, I'm in love with you. And he's like, that's not the vibe, really. (laughs) Like, but I I appreciate that this was, like, the vibe here is uncomfortable. But thankfully, it's not because of anything that Ida is doing in this moment. Because he's very much like, like, this is a professional relationship. (laughs) Right. And it's so, so they they, they talk about how last, last week Mm -hmm. (laughs) was the first kaiju attack on the city. Uh, and Ryoko, I, I guess it was Ryoko, mm-hmm. kicked ass and held them off. And I'm so curious what happened in that week that she's like, I'm in love. I'm in love with this man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, he says her well-being is important to the mission. Um, he said, you know, I did tell you you were special, but also that's just because like you can work the Sentinel kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it's not because I'm in love with you. to me in so far as I need you to pilot this very big <laughs> mech. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, A shows up. And it's like, hey, are you bothering Ryoko? And he's and Ryoko's like, no, actually, I'm bothering him. And he's like, <laughs> A is completely disarmed by that. And is like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then uh, they, they kind of part ways. Uh, and as they part ways, A agrees to fight alongside Ryoko in the coming battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we fast forward. It doesn't say, but it's 2064. It's still 2064. There's a huge battle going on. We are on a rooftop with... Uh, who we now know as Mr. Ida, who who is the guy Four Eyes. Right, he is Four Eyes, uh in from from Yuki's story. Yeah, um the SIU director. Which uh recall they SIU is like, we're investigating Shigishima. But Ida presumably is Shigishima, because isn't mm-hmm. this is like Shigishima's like weapons program that uh-huh. created that uh-huh. is doing the sentinel program so uh-huh. what's going on <laughs> anyway. yeah somebody's lying um yeah. so we're on the roof with ida goto and katsu morimura um and there's you know screens and lights and explosions and missiles flying in the back it's pretty cool i don't know i thought it was a cool scene yeah it's a cool scene and then uh it basically uh some weird shit starts happening with the Sentinels. The The screen that Goto and Morimura are looking at just starts like going completely red. I think that's like showing, you know, how far they've made it in terms of like hexagon tiles. If like, oh. you know what I mean? And then all I of a sudden that goes scene. like 
Yeah, it goes from like all green to like halfway red to then completely red. So I think, you know, some some shit's going on. 17 becomes un, unresponsive. We don't know who 17 is, right? Is um, that... I mean, we might, but I don't off the top yeah, okay. of my head. I know 14 is Ryoko. Yeah, because I wrote that down. I don't know who 17 is. I know. Oh, 17 is the one that what's who? Ah, God, what's what's BJ's Sentinel? <gasps> is that Maybe 17? That is number 17. Let me check my notes. Yeah. I know 19 is um, Keitaro's. Mm-hmm. 17 is BJ. Yeah, Oof. it's BJ's. Rip. So 17 is unresponsive. Bummer. Uh, and then they basically come to the conclusion that there is some sort of like bad signal being sent out f- originating from A's Sentinel. Mm-hmm. Um, says it's causing abnormalities in the Sentinel systems. Uh, and basically they come to the conclusion, Morimura, who is, I guess, in charge of this whole thing, uh, tells them like, OK, we got to send everyone to different places in time. <laughs> That's yeah. the only way to save them. And he's just like, but then we won't know where they are. And like, well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and then uh, they, they start doing it and you start seeing like purple lights off in the distance mm-hmm. kind of flash up as they uh, as they get teleported away. Yeah, um, I just just for the record, because I feel like this might this might be relevant. Sure. At some point, if I could mm-hmm. remember who's Sentinels or who's. But um, number they they like go in pairs. Mm-hmm. So number mm-hmm. 16 and 13, then number 12 and 19. I wonder what 12 is. Do we know who 12 is? Why don't we write this down? Why don't we write this down? <laughs> I yeah, take yeah. notes on the most minute shit. And this <laughs> I don't take Sentinels notes is. on. Anyway, yeah. then 14 does its thing. Um, and then there's, quote, no response from the others. Yeah. Uh, so then we, uh, fade to another destroyed city in 2025 and Ryoko wakes up amongst the, the bodies of Ogata, Tomi and Miwa, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it turned out to be Miwako. Yeah. One thing that I just wanted to note, uh, from the end of that scene, mm-hmm. Ida yeah. tells, um, Morimura and, and, who was the other one? Goto to to like go on to the gate without him. So he is like presumed dead after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. And so. I think just to just to start piecing stuff together, I guess, mm-hmm. I think after Morimura and Goto leave, I think this is where um, Shu and Morimura meet up because I don't know which sentinel is shoes but i think this is where they they are like yeah. oh everybody got sent except us we got to find another yeah. thing and then and then morimura sends uh shoe 16 years in the past to sumire bridge which we'll get to later yeah uh, <laughs> which is i just have so many questions because yeah, yeah she is she, <laughs> how anyway shit breaks bad we'll get <laughs> in such a wild way yeah but then how is shoe there and tetsuya ida is also there Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, okay. so we're back in 2025 in a destroyed city. Uh, Ryoko ruminates on how Ida sacrificed himself so that everybody could escape. Starts talking about this mysterious 426 mm-hmm. uh, who was apparently imprisoned in the future and is now trying to sabotage the defense against the Sentinels, I guess. It seems like a weird thing. Um, yeah, something like that. <sighs> yeah, grabs grabs the phaser on the ground and we discover a in this broken down building and she calls him 426 so mm-hmm. a is 426 apparently um because she saw the access logs that said this the bad signal <laughs> was yeah. coming from a's sentinel uh and then a is like oh must be somebody's leaving some some 
uh, bad evidence or something like fa- false evidence. I don't have the exact. Uh, he said it looks like someone left some foolish evidence foolish behind. Evidence. Yeah, sure. And she says like, okay, I'm going to shoot you now. <laughs> he says, yeah. I dare you try it. And she can't because it's a phaser registered to A <laughs> yeah, so uh, and will not shoot him. him. Worth noting, she is explicitly like, I'm going to kill you because you're the reason Mr. Edist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Wild. Um, and then uh, he it's kind of unclear, I think, because of the art style. But I think does he take her pills out of her pocket I or something? I think so. It is. It is really not clear. Um, it's, but it's I think that's weird. the implication. Because like, yeah. yeah, anytime they like consider something, it's not it just sort of like shows up in their hands. Yes. Yeah. So he yeah. finds her her empty pill bottle and it's like, ah, just as I thought, well, this your stuff's going to wear off soon. When was the last time you took pills? And then she she grabs her head basically. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's very cool how they and I think we started talking about like perspective in this mm-hmm. game and how they mm-hmm. like subtly communicate the perspective of the different characters. And this is such a good example that throughout Ryoko's stuff, we actually see like a manifestation of her physical ailment, which is yeah. like she gets really bad headaches. Yeah. Those headaches tend to come when she like stumbles upon something that kind of breaks uh, the timeline a little bit yeah. um, that, you know, something that causes like cognitive dissonance, basically. Mm. And the way that that's communicated through the game is like the screen starts to go blue and sort of fuzzy around the edges. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when it's really bad, the audio sounds like it's far away. Yeah. It's, it's really it's cool. Really good stuff. Yeah. So I just wanted to flag that because it blew my mind. No, yeah, it's it's really good. And there's a moment there's a moment later that I, I also want to mm-hmm. bring up how I I thought it was really cool, um, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, and so, so you know, she grabs her head and basically passes out, and that is the end of Ryoko's prologue. Yes, twelve twelve percent down. Wild, mm-hmm. <laughs> wild start, wild start to <laughs> uh, uh, a story that only gets wilder. <laughs> Okay, so next part of Ryoko's story starts in 1985. Um, She's in the Sakura High School nurse's office. This will be um, the same start of a bunch of loops for Ryoko. Uh, Um, uh And I think that while this recursiveness is it happens with a few characters it really it feels very repetitive with Ryoko it, it, yeah um, it does it I, I don't does. know how to how to even describe it but uh so we start off in the nurse's office um Morimura asks if she knows where she is and what year it is she says it's 1985 uh, you know I remember 426 got away from me but I'm not gonna let him escape again and uh again the game starts signaling that Ryoka has a headache um in addition to like the blue screen too I forgot to mention there's like a pulsing that happens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which again it's just really a really good yeah like a it's depiction good. of what it's like to have a migraine yeah. um and so um Morimura is like, okay, well, make sure you take your pills. And then when you consider pills mm-hmm. in the thought cloud, she will take them. Ryoko will yeah. take them. And those uh, effects on the screen, the pulsing and the blue and whatever, will stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good shit. <laughs> it's good. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And so Ryoko talks about how she wants to go back and keep. She says, I need to fix the Sentinels before the invasion begins. Um, and Morimura is like, well, you can't because we can't use the gate right now. If you consider gate, we get uh, an interesting thought. The coordinates for shifting through time are set at 40 year intervals, so we can't travel freely. 
Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting way of phrasing that because it makes it sound like very intentional restrictions. Yeah, they're definitely intentional restrictions, which which I thought was interesting that we got kind of a, a concrete answer on that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because we had talked about that. So yeah, Morimura says someone has sealed the gate um, and Ryoko thinks it's 426. Uh, at that point, Goto walks in. She doesn't recognize him at first. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, I'm a second year like you. I've been assigned to offer you support. So basically, yeah. he's her handler the same right. way that we've speculated <laughs> right. uh, some other characters have handlers. So basically, Ryoko's mission here is to find the list of the quote unquote compatible, which is people who are compatible with the Sentinels mm-hmm. and see if they've heard from a because she thinks he's going to make contact with them and morimura is reluctant to let her do that but then finally says okay here's the list of the girls goto knows who the boys are so he can help you find them i really love in the thought cloud when you're thinking about the 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 compatibles it's compatible boys and compatible girls it's like she's trying to like who should i date who's compatible uh (laughs) it's very it's very like um are you the one (laughs) you know what i mean oh my god don't even get me started on are you the one i love are you the Yes. Um, I've actually never watched it. Anyway. It's um, really, AJ, it's so much fun because not only is it a trashy reality TV show, mm -hmm. but it's also a logic puzzle. And so when I watch Are You the One, I sit there with a chart that I have made where I try to narrow down and figure out, like, I take notes on Are You the One because I want to figure it out. That's so Um, funny. Yeah, it's so much fun. Anyway. Uh, Sorry, something one thing I did want to point out is that all the compatible girls are first years, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if it's like relevant, but all the all of the girls are first years in in school. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, the names on on the list are Yori, Tomi and Yuki, in addition Mm -hmm. to Ryoko herself. So (laughs) uh, Ryoko's like, okay, Goto, tell me who the compatible boys are. And he's like, first, I want to ask you why you hate 426 so (laughs) much. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, it's like the fate of the world is at stake. We have to stop him. Um, And Goto's like, I sense your hatred stems from something else. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, we all know. And she she basically says, you know, he ruined the Sentinels. He destroyed Mm -hmm. my home. He's not human. He deserves no sympathy. She thinks he's an AI created in the future. And now he calls himself a Sekigahara. Just pretty good to have if you're having a character be an AI and have their name be spelled E I. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Anyway, I don't, I don't think that he's actually. I do not. But yeah. So anyway, she's like, so just tell me who the boys are. And Goto's like, they should be in the cafeteria. So basically, now um, you have the choice of: Are you going to go to the cafeteria to look for the boys? Are you going to go to? like the hallway to look for the girls or the classrooms or whatever. So I, the way that this worked is um, I think I played this first. So I just sort of followed my heart and then <laughs> told AJ which path I took. And then, yeah. And then I followed the walkthrough from Kim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then for a few scenes, I followed the AJ walkthrough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, the first thing we did was go to the cafeteria. So we show up there and Shu Amiguchi walks in And Goto says, oh, yeah, there is one of them, Shu Amiguchi. He's one of the compatible boys. So Ryoko asks him if he's seen someone who looks like A, and he says no. Then Yuki walks in, and Mm. Shu is immediately drawn to her. As he (laughs) approaches, she goes, ah, geez. Yeah. (laughs) Which is great. Um, And they have a very cryptic conversation. Yeah. 
I'm um, very curious about yeah. that. Yeah. He's like, oh, do you need my help with anything? About last time I wasn't able to do anything, but I want to make up for it. Yeah. He goes, you tried and I'm grateful for that. And then she starts walking away and he's like, where are you going? And she goes, quit talking to me in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so really very good. curious really um good. and ryoko while this is happening is like i'm having this weird <laughs> it's <laughs> strange feeling <laughs> strange, um, strange whenever feeling. i see him with another girl i feel jealous am i like jealous about him that's ridiculous um and she starts to get a headache yeah and when you consider strange feeling in the thought cloud <laughs> Um, she's like, Shuamaguchi, it's almost like I'm in love with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, you know, a lot of girls are at the school, apparently. Yeah. Um, but not Yuki. Anyway, <laughs> now we go to the hallway, um, yeah. looking for some pr- compatible girls. Mm-hmm. I, I, at the beginning of this, talked to Goto a bunch, because, like, it takes uh, a while to, like, run out of his his conversation um but none of it is substantive i just thought it was funny she's like you probably think i look awful and he goes that is true yeah (laughs) yeah and then he says uh what he follows that up with like those frail arms it's so hard to believe that you could pack such a punch like jesus christ man so brutal um so anyway you see tomi and ryoko goes to talk to her miwa sees goto and immediately runs over and strikes up Mm -hmm. a conversation with him Mm -hmm. and this this loops um (laughs) but it's so good she's like do you like sweets and he's like no (laughs) she's like what kind of women do you like and he's like uh i don't want to talk about and so she's just like pestering him and it gives Mm -hmm. you an opportunity to talk to tomi in this first loop you ask tomi if she's seen a um and she like sort of like walks a little bit away from from goto and miwa and ryoko follows um she's like what's going on why are you doing this yeah do you need to run and immediately goto walks over he's like hey guys what's going on over here does something happen what's going on Uh, (laughs) and uh tommy's like nope everything's good and she leaves yeah and if you consider run away in the thought cloud ryoko thinks why would i need to run away yeah and then you get a headache more on that later (laughs) then uh you can also talk to megami um show him the photo of a she's like oh that's 426 right and ryoko's like you know him and she says i've heard about him enough times by now um the implication clearly being that ryoko has asked her about a a -hmm. number of times Mm -hmm. and megumi goes you know the way you're acting it's going to be difficult for you to pilot number 14 (laughs) I took a note here that said this poor girl is being gaslit by damn near everybody. <laughs> yeah. And and Sentinel 14 pops up in the thought cloud. And when, when I, I went to consider it and then like I blinked and Megumi was gone. So like I've been <laughs> I've been recording my playthroughs so that I can go watch them back later and take right. better notes than I would if I was doing it in the moment. Um, and so like I like watched this moment and like as soon as she brings up 14 and you go to think about it, she goes into the classroom. She just leaves. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you're not going to be able to pilot Sentinel. See ya. I was like, OK. Yeah. Bye. Megumi is, she has a real mean girl energy. She's got when energy. she wants it. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and again, more on that later. Yeah. Or more on that now, actually. Um, <laughs> because when you remember yeah. uh, Sentinel number 14, you get a flashback to the Shikishima Industries Sentinel hangar. So uh, Ryoko uh, and Morimura and Megumi are all here uh, considering the Sentinel. Morimura is, is explaining, you know, this is Sentinel number 14. It's the one Ryoko piloted. She says they were able to recover three uh, uh, Sentinels, including this, after the incident. 
<laughs> and there are still some missing. Among those, uh, number 12 and Okino. Yes. So. Yes, indeed. Um, and Morimura mentions that uh, the systems are infected such that repairing them is going to be a challenge. And she says something like, and now that he's taken control of the Sentinels, the implication being that we're talking about 426. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, I had a moment here where this rang a bell for me and I mm. went back and um, double checked my notes. And in the scene where Natsuno goes back to the 40s and she's in this hangar, mm-hmm. um, she sees Okino come and use his code to, quote, take over the Sentinels. He's like, oh, well, I'll be able to take over the Sentinels. Right, 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 right. So yeah. I wonder if that's who has framed. I mean, that's what me. I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> of, of all the people that we've been talking about, Okino is the only one who comes up when we're talking about, like, code or, mm-hmm. like, literally creating the Sentinels. Like, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. Sketchy. Definitely something weird. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Ryoko uh, is like, oh, so unless we capture 426, we won't be able to use the Sentinels. Mm. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so uh, now Morimura introduces Megumi and Ryoko. She introduced. Yeah. yeah. Ryoko. Ryoko asks about Megumi and says, what's her deal? What's her deal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's very yeah. good. And so uh, Morimura introduces Megumi as one of the compatible from 2025. Worst case scenario, she'll be piloting the Sentinel (laughs) instead of you. She's your understudy. Yeah, like, (laughs) yes. Um, And the vibe is already bad. Ransom. Uh, Ryoko's like, no, no, like, I'm not allowing that. I want to pilot my Sentinel. And Morimura's like, with your condition, I don't know if you can you can do it. Right. Um, and Ryoko was like, no, like, Ida chose me for Sentinel number 14. It's my Sentinel. Right. And here comes a very weird moment. So Megumi says, then you're the one who should have been in it. Yeah. What? If you're really that possessive of it, why didn't you fight instead of Juro? Mm-hmm. I am confusion. <laughs> yeah. But... It also, this is why Megumi is so upset at Ryoko, Mm -hmm. because apparently, I guess, because because Ryoko couldn't pilot the Sentinel or didn't pilot the Sentinel, Juro did instead. And presumably that's how he ended up all uh, Karabe instead of Izumi. Right. Um, And then... Uh, she has a Megumi has a little mic drop where she says, whatever, it doesn't matter. You'll just forget this too, like everything else. Fucking savage, dude. The scene fades as Morimura is like, Yakushiji-san. Like, like, that's so bad that you said that. Horrid. Absolutely horrid. Yeah, (laughs) really bad vibes from, and I love how like these two like rancid women are both just hung up on like nothing men. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The two most like blank slate, boring dudes. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. I am simply so in love with him that I have to be terrible in all other ways. Yeah. So that's, that's the end of that route. That brings us to 25%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just going right back into it. We wake back up in the nurse's office immediately get a headache again, take the pills. And you can think about 2064, or sorry, you can, you can talk with Mori more and more, Murray more, Mori Mora more. <laughs> you could talk to her more. Um, and she's just thinking about stuff. And she said, there must be some sort of clue, something that happened in 2064 that can clue us into 
what happened. Nothing else really happens in there uh, that I took note of. Uh, so then we head to the hallway, uh, use Miwa to distract Goto. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to, every time we try to, because we'll do this a bunch, every time yeah. we have to run away from Goto, we have to talk to Tomi and say like, oh, we're running away. So we do that, head to the steps, uh, the front the front steps on the way to the cafeteria. I don't know why. Yeah. But there are, there are signs or there's like signs at the top of the steps that you can look at that are for clubs. And Ryoko's like, oh, that's not for me. I'm not a regular student, which feels like a weird thing to be able to like interact with. It's very strange. <laughs> so that's got to be something. Yeah. I, so you can run down the steps and immediately uh, as you approach the bottom of the first set of steps, her head starts hurting. And then Shu shows up and he's like, hey, what's up? Uh, there's something I wanted to ask you, but it doesn't seem like it looked <laughs> doesn't seem like a, now's a good time. You look like shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, you look really bad. She's like, no, I'm fine. Um, and then she thinks about how Shu uh, kind of reminds her of Ida and then thinks about how Ida rescued her. And then we can remember uh, mm-hmm. back to when Ida rescued her at the Kamazumi police station. Detective Onishi is mm-hmm. there. He has a name. I'm not quite sure why. Uh, uh, worth any, this is 1984. This is, oh, it's 1984. So, yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, the, the detective's basically like, hey, you don't exist. What the fuck? <laughs> um, she doesn't yeah, have any fingerprints like, or any records or anything. And then, and then he's like, how did you get, uh, and then she, you know, she's like, well, yeah, you know, like that, I'm, it makes sense. Uh, what about the Sentinel? And he's like, uh, how did you get something that large into the city, into the city? You think someone would have seen it, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting regarding all the Sentinels that seem to just show up. And yeah. smash some poor piece of architecture and nobody notices. Very interesting. And then she's like, yeah, I use that to fight the kaiju. And he's like, oh, the kaiju that showed up in 2100. And she's like, 2104, actually. He's like, <laughs> he's like what? He's like, they showed up in 2104, okay? He's like, oh, okay, so you're from 2104. And she says, no, I'm from 2085. Or I'm from 2084 or 2064. Jesus yeah. Christ. And he's like, uh-huh. And then Ida shows up, introduces, and we get uh, the full name for the first time. Tetsuya Ida says he works for the SIU uh, and basically tells the detective like you have to destroy all your records that she was ever here and anything you ever uh, any statements she made all that shit has to be destroyed uh, and the detective's like ah it's just like people have said intelligence agencies created from private contractors hmm. uh, but do they have any real authority and then he <laughs> he is like yes and gives them like someone from you know yeah. it's not the department of, the, of defense because it's Japan but it's the you know the department of defense basically was like hey they have they have uh, jurisdiction here cool <laughs> That's, yeah. uh, uh, and then, 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 uh, Ryoko and to leave and we go back to the nurse's office. Um, she had passed out around Shu and Shu had brought her to the nurse's office and he's like, all right, well, luckily the door was unlocked. So the nurse should be back soon. I'm glad you're okay. And then he leaves and, and Ryoko thinks more about her feelings and says, I feel like I'm forgetting something important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the end of the scene. Just yep. a, just a little guy. Um, <laughs> The next one, also kind of a little guy, start back in the nurse's office. <laughs> Think about uh, Mr. Ida. Murray Mura says that Ida has been missing since the battle. Uh, nobody's seen him, which doesn't make sense because he was around in 1984. So he had to have been somewhere. Her head hurts. You take pills. You go to the hallway. <laughs> uh, but this time instead, we go to talk to Megumi first. <laughs> and she's like, oh, man, I guess there's really nothing you can do about it huh? or nothing I can do about it huh? to like help Ryoko, I guess. But no, it is. Hold on. It is not that nice. She just goes, she goes, I guess there's nothing you can do, huh? And 
Brioka's like, what do you mean? She goes, nothing you can do about your condition. <laughs> Just like leaves. <laughs> and leaves. Go She's to the so mean. <laughs> really mean. Uh, but then we go and see Jiro, Megumi's favorite person. But it it's the classic, oh, Jiro Izumi? And he's like, no, I'm Jiro Karabe. But this time he's, he's like, Ryoka, I asked you to stop messing with me. Please. Yeah. My name is Jiro Karabe. I don't know sensitive. who Jiro Izumi is. <laughs> um, and then Goto's like, oh, you go to class. See ya. Uh, and Jiro leaves. And uh, Ryoko asks Goto about Jiro. He doesn't sugarcoat it at all, which, you know, is kind of Goto's whole thing. He's just mm-hmm. like, Izumi, <laughs> Jiro Izumi does not exist. Uh, and then says, his mind couldn't withstand the battle and he had to be turned into someone else. Great. Okay. I love that. There's going to be a lot of that coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers, I guess. And then Ryoko thinks like, oh, he's got the same sim- symptoms I do. Uh, and then thinks back to when they first met in 2064 during uh, a kaiju attack. She's in a building. She calls for Takakao and Sané. I, I don't know if those are like... They were like friends of hers. Yeah, I don't know if those are friends or if that's like titles I, I don't know and then um it's really cool actually yeah it's uh, extremely cool so she's in this she's in this you know skyscraper or whatever and there's a fully glass win- uh fully glass windows as far as i say glass like <laughs> walls and one of the daimos shows up and you know it's five red eyes light up and the soundscaping here is really cool mm-hmm. and it's about to i guess attack the building and when this <laughs> fucking mech just comes and it just comes fist first yeah and knocks this thing away it's sick it's fucking sick and then we we hear the you know radio chatter on the inside between juro and morimura morimura tells juro that a drone uh spotted them heading into the building 20 minutes ago uh, the building to your left. So then another drone, quote unquote, shows up. That is just BJ. It's BJ. It's BJ. Uh, or, you know, uh, uh, the same model of robot as BJ. And it, it's actually kind of neat. It, it like, it, you know, a camera pops out and like points at her. And then mm-hmm. we see what Juro is seeing inside his Sentinel yeah. of like that angle of Ryoko, like looking back over at, yeah, at cool. the 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 thing it's really neat and then uh Jiro teleports in says we finally meet my name is Jiro Azumi uh you must be Ryoko Shinonome uh <laughs> he says we're going to save the world with that robot and then that's mm-hmm. the end of the scene it's yeah. extremely dramatic so I'm just curious in this scene we get like one of those what looks like a sentinel portrait of Mori Mura mm-hmm. and she is fully clothed fully clothed yes and I I was checking to see if I have a screenshot and I don't. But I seem to recall that I was like, oh, is this her? Is she not in a Sentinel? She's just somewhere else. But it looks like she's in a Sentinel. It looks like she's in a Sentinel. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I think I, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it goes back to the that the mystery file entry in the cockpit. Seems like they lose all their clothes when upon entry. Yeah, but obviously that's not true. Weird. I don't know. Anyway, very yeah. weird. Uh, so that's uh fifty percent, fifty percent of the way through. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So uh, next round, we go to the hallway. We ditch Goto again. Mm-hmm. This time, uh, her headache gets bad. And it's worth noting, she thinks, but I just took my pills. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she walks up again. Mm-hmm. This time, mm-hmm. Ryoko doesn't recognize him. She goes, I've never seen him before, but he seems so familiar. Yeah. Uh, and you are able to take the pills, unlike last time. We couldn't take the pills. Yeah. Uh, and it's all better. She just leaves. She goes to the cafeteria, gets a headache again, goes to take her pills, but the bottle is empty. So she I think thinks, she actually can take the, she takes the the last of the pills here and then the bottle is empty. 
Either way, she thinks I have to go to the nurse's office to get more pills. So you go back to the nurse's office because there's nobody in the cafeteria. Yep. And Morimura is not here, Mm -hmm. but Iori is in bed sleeping. Mm -hmm. Now, what follows (laughs) was not I didn't realize at the time, but now but afterward, I realized it's a memory of another day that she is having interesting yeah Yeah, Yeah. it's very unclear that just gets like this weird greenish filter over it and it looks the exact same very strange but um it's another day where yori was in bed sleeping in the in the nurse's office you check under her pillow and find an ampule yeah ampule i think is how you say it it's just like a syringe pretty much yeah the label says nm0206 and she thinks, so she injected you with nanomachines. Why? And so uh, Ryoko goes over to Morimura's desk um, and reviews what's there. It says nanomachines anchored memory transplant attempt number seven. Mm-hmm. So it appears she's trying to do some kind of memory transplant on a Yuri. And then uh, Ryoko flips through and finds her file. It says Ryoko Shinonome, memory separation progressing. Third phase, as with Juro Izumi, administering personality synthesis. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Morimura walks in and Ryoko's like, hey, what the fuck is this? Um, and she's like, well, this is a necessary measure. Did you find the culprit? And <laughs> Ryoko's like, no, 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 don't change the subject. Like, what are, what are you planning? Um, and Morimura's like, oh, you're in even worse condition than I thought. You need to take your pills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. She says, answer me. What are you doing to Iori? What are you doing to me? The screen starts to get really fuzzy. The voices start to sound really far away. The same way that I don't know if you've ever fainted, but like that like that is exactly yeah. what it sounds like yeah. when you when you pass out. And the music is really creepy <laughs> as well. Um, and so Mari Mora says, maybe it's time. Shino no san how are you feeling? How much can you remember? Uh, and Ryoko just collapses and Mari Mora says, as I suspected, you're starting to disappear. Spooky. Yeah, and the, the this fuck? ending is called Don't Trust Morimura. Yeah, dude. Yeah. What? <laughs> Fucking geez, Louise. Intense. Uh, and then we wake up again in the nurse's office. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are again For with this uh, Russian doll uh, scenario yeah. we find ourselves in. Yeah. That... That that part is where I began to like really really uh, think about a lot of stuff, um, but it'll come up later, so I'll bring it up. Oh, then, okay. I suppose. Yeah, I yeah yeah. So once again, wake up in the nurse's office. Consider Ooh. the ampule, and Ryoko is holding it in her hand. So that that is when I was like, wait a minute, hold on, like what is going on here? And that's when I realized this is a what we saw previously was a memory that Ryoko was remembering. Hmm. I think. Um, uh, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So she says it wasn't a dream. Mori Mura, she's been modifying personalities with nano machines. She wants to change both me and Iori into different people. I can't believe what she says. So um, once again, we leave with Goto. Uh, worth noting, every time you leave uh, with yeah. Goto, she Ryoko says, stop following me. And Goto's like, that's not going to happen. So get to the hallway, ditch him once again. This time... 
we ran to the right instead of the left. The left goes to the cafeteria. The right mm-hmm. goes to the vending machines. Yeah. Um. So you get there and <coughs> Ryoko's already out of pills. Um, and she's already getting a headache. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Because not only does that mean their memories and stuff carry over, it means the physical objects on them also carry over right. between run to run. Because she started out with a full thing of pills right. and is now taking them all. And she started with the ampule. And see, that's why I thought that the scene with Iori was a memory. But yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe it's like that happened and now we find ourselves... I don't, I don't know. know. But I just doesn't that just doesn't explain the, the filter over it. It just seems so weird. I don't know. Yeah, the filter was very strange. Yeah, but yeah. In any event, yeah, so, so she starts with the ampule on her, and now um, she is also still out of pills. <laughs> so she's having a rough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but guess who's here? It's Takatoshi Hijiyama. <laughs> and he yeah. is drinking a soda and having... He's living his best life. <laughs> the time of his fucking <laughs> life. Dude. great time. So cold, so sweet. I can't get enough. <laughs> Thank you for that traumatic reenactment. <laughs> having a great time with his fucking soda pop. Yeah. So he looks over and sees Ryoko and he's like, oh, uh, what seems to be the matter, young lady? Young lady. <laughs> Don't try to act like an adult, you nerd. And if you talk to him, he says, if something's troubling you, I can try to help, which is really sweet. Yeah. Um, and she says, no, thanks. <clears throat> and he says, I suppose it's to be expected looking like this. Looking like this. <laughs> Um, so he knows he looks like shit. Yeah. By which I mean, he looks really good with long hair. I like it. Anyway, um, (laughs) it seems like that's all you can do here. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you turn to head towards the nurse's office to look for more pills, but then Tommy walks in and she asks you to, to follow her and speak with her. And when you do, she says, why do you keep chasing Sekigahara? And Ryoko like starts to launch into her whole like, oh, he's 426 thing. And Tommy's like, yeah, yeah, I know you have to capture him to fix the Sentinels. He's 426. And Ryoko's like, she's totally surprised. She's like, you knew this already? And Tommy's like, yeah, you told me this already. And she asks if Morimura is doing something to Ryoko and asks if Ryoko remembers being in the ruined city together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we get a flashback to the Sakura High School science room. Mm -hmm. A is here. He's on these like hologram monitors that we see all the time. Yeah. Something about how there's a lock and he can't force a connection i thought it was very funny the lock <laughs> symbol on the monitor is the same lock symbol that you get when you can't play another player oh, and he goes yeah. these annoying locks which i thought was a pretty <laughs> a pretty funny meta joke <laughs> i did not clock that but that is really good or it's like oh, yeah. ludo narrative shit anyway yeah, it's um, not meta at all it actually is right, what's yeah, happening in the game fucking um who knows? But uh, what also what happens next is also very funny. Yeah. Ryoko pops up from behind the teacher's desk like yeah. she's been hiding back there and points a gun at him. And it's basically the same conversation we saw her have with him it, previously. It in, is the same conversation yeah. in some bits. Like, yeah, like same lines yeah. like, oh, you know, there's nowhere left to run. Foolish evidence. Yeah. yeah. We hear about the foolish evidence again. But this time an alert uh, pops up on the screen he's working on. He says no and goes back to working on it um, and starts uh, sort of babbling about how the shift radius is off. I haven't set the input, but the shift's still being executed. And she is not taking note of any of this. Instead, she goes and does the thing that we've seen. I think it was Hijiyama do, <laughs> um, where she stands right in the middle of uh, the shift and yeah. they both get shifted. Uh, to the city in ruins 2025, where the scene that we just said was being mimicked here. Mm-hmm. A says, we shifted and to the wrong place. Now there's others involved. Mm-hmm. 
I presume talking about the bodies on the ground. Yeah. And she, he says, my location's going to be tracked. I need to delete the gates logs. And so he runs off into the ruined building that we found him in last time. Mm-hmm. And so again, it repeats mm-hmm. with Ryoko saying, you know, having the same thoughts about, mm-hmm. oh, all these kids, uh, you know, Tetsuya Ida, whatever. Um, and she grabs the gun again. Mm-hmm. Um, before she goes... She looks at Tommy and says, this just wasn't your day. Yeah, which seems like a really, like, nonchalant thing to say to somebody who died or who you assume is dead. What I feel, what I took from that potentially is that almost like Ryoko knows that this is like another timeline or like the same thing being repeated. Right. That she's like so desensitized to seeing Tommy dead where it's like either uh, she knows that this doesn't matter somehow and that Tommy is not dead or like she knows that she's like seen this before is sort of what I was taking from that okay. where like it wasn't just like, oh, I guess you had a bad day. It's like, oh, yeah, this day which I have repeated a million times. This was a rough day. You know, like uh, that's almost what I took from it, but I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, I like that. She goes into the building, the same scene and the same conversation with her and a, and her accusing him of being four two six and talking about how she's going to kill him. Well, it's Uh, a little, it's it's, it's, it's the same. It's the same on her side, but on his side, it's different. He doesn't, cause he, they just have that conversation, but on her side, she's like, Oh, you're four two six. You're doing the whole thing. But he doesn't bring up like the foolish evidence. He's like, yeah, you already told me this. Like we already did this. Yeah. And the point where it really gets different is he, at the point where he realizes her pill bottle is empty, mm-hmm. we see her headache getting really bad again. And he says, I guess I don't have much choice. I've got those pills too. go on, take them. I don't know what you've been told, but I'm not the one who infected the Sentinels. I'm not 426. We never lived too far apart. Even since we were kids, wherever you went, I followed my big sister, Ryoko. Yeah. Uh, do, literally, do we think they're literal siblings? I didn't think so, because he said we didn't grow up. We didn't grow up yeah. too far apart, which makes me feel like they just like hung out a lot. But now that you say it, maybe, maybe really. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I was trying to figure out if this is like, I mean, I'm not trying to figure out because I didn't do any research, but I know that like. <laughs> I know that in Korean, it is common to call someone like big sister or little sister or whatever, if they're just like even friends, um, Mm. if they're like older or younger than you, like there are like honorifics that literally mean big sister, little sister, Mm. big brother, little brother, things like that. I don't know if it's the same in Japanese. So I don't Mm. know if that's what's happening here or if it is like a literal like this is my big sister, Ryoko. Um, Well, he calls her Ryoko senpai when they meet in the in her prologue when when but everyone everyone calls her senpai oh that's true because i think it's implied that she's a quote second year oh that's right yeah yeah because because um goto shows up he's like i'm a second year just like you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true that's true hmm. <sighs> anyway he's like don't you remember and she seems to be remembering she says akun he's like please take them this hideout isn't safe anymore you need to take the ones outside and go back i need to get out of here and she's like having a full meltdown because she's like wait then whose fault is it i don't understand <laughs> i need to know Oh, she follows him instead of going outside and the scene fades black and she come and like comes back in at the same building. It's weird. Yeah. It's super weird. Time passes. That's like, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And then Miwako runs in. 
And she's yelling to uh, Usami that she found someone, presumably Ryoko, because Ryoko then follows. Right. She is still having a time with a headache. Tomi runs in and says, Shinonome-senpai? And there's a big flash. Yeah. And then the scene ends. Yeah. A big white flash like we saw in 1945. Yeah. Right. Oh, bef- when the gate. When the gate did the thing. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. So, Shit's weird. Shit's weird. Extremely weird. But that brings us to Ryoko 75%. Yeah. Jeez. It's the most we've completed anybody, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and man, is there a mm-hmm. lot in there? Is yeah. there a lot in there for sure? So yeah, at that point, we got locked out yes. of Ryoko and had to know more about Aiseki Kahara. Yes. Uh, I stopped taking notes at this point (laughs) to move things along to make sure I could finish in time to record this episode. So, Mm -hmm. AJ, take it away. So, 14%, starting at 14% with Aiseki Kahara, uh, we pick right up from the end of his prologue, wherein he was running away from uh, mm-hmm. who we know now to be SIU agents um, upon finding Murray Murray's dead body, a phaser and a whole bunch of other stuff. Just pl- just doing a noir, um, you know, solving a mystery, having some fun. Mm-hmm. You can consider all of the stuff that you found. And it basically just like gives you kind of like a recap of the stuff that happened in the prologue. But the one thing that I did want to point out, which was the thing that I... Uh, uh, my started sending uh, warning bells off in my brain mm. uh, during Ryoko's thing are the or are the pills that he found oral NM CO two o four, which we now know because the ampule also had yes. NM something something something. I think it was the same O two o four. Oh no, it was O two o six. It was two o six. NM O two o six. NM O two o six, and and A's is NM C O two o four. Interesting. Interesting as well. Um, but yes, so nanomachines in the pills, pills, which then implies that Ryoko is also taking nanomachine pills, which I think is also confirmed because we're talking about replacing personalities, mm-hmm. which is another thing that we'll get into later. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I just relatedly. Yeah. We heard that Tamal Karabe was getting nanomachine therapy. Yeah. All pr- pr- provided by Goto in 1945, for the record. Right! Uh, and But also in the future. Also in 2188. Oh, in 2188. Oh, yeah. interesting. They mentioned she's, she's oh, she like she looks so good for her age. She's getting oh, nanomachine, nanomachine therapy. therapy. Oh, interesting. I don't know if the implication was that nanomachine <sighs> therapy is what's, what's keeping her young, or if it's like, Oh, I'm surprised that she's so old that she needs nanomachine therapy. I think it's it's the thing that's keeping her so young. I think that's the surprising <laughs> thing. Probably. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Just I have so many thoughts about the nanomachines. Puzzle pieces coming together and yeah. the image is <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's the puzzle pieces come together. But then you realize that you're actually creating 20 more separate smaller puzzles yeah. that you then have to puzzle together. And all of the art within those puzzles is like surrealist. <laughs> Right. So you can't actually make heads or tails or it's like one of those images, you know, those images where it's like nothing in this image is real. It's just like a computer generated thing that looks like stuff, but isn't quite an image of anything. Yes. That's how I feel. Yes. About the puzzle we're assembling. Yeah. So also in your pocket, uh, you have the key, which is just it's still just a key. I don't know. (laughs) And then the note 
has uh what i had thought after the fact after we played uh, a's um prologue i thought maybe it was a phone number and i was like maybe i'll call this phone number see what happens i'm glad i didn't because it is a phone number but he just calls it in the video game yeah. um, <laughs> so uh he goes to the um calls the phone number at a payphone that's right behind him that nobody answers but then the transceiver in his pocket which is the size of his torso <laughs> um yeah, goes so off big. Uh, and there's a dude uh, who just describes himself as a friend, says you handled the Murray Murrah assignment well, uh, and then tells a not to trust anyone, uh, which a takes as not to trust anyone, including this man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which I think is really good. Which <laughs> no, I, well, I think the guy doesn't the guy say don't even trust me. No, or a says a up? says so I shouldn't trust you. And he's like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I just, <laughs> just said don't trust anyone. Sure, like, yeah. But he, he he tells him, yeah, sure, but just don't move. We'll come and get you at some point. But then he, you know, instantly yeah. is like, I shouldn't trust anybody, including that guy. <laughs> but the implication being that A was the one who was tasked with killing Murray Mura because of the mysterious note that you have that said, um, if capture not possible, kill. Mm-hmm. So that's what A presumably did. So yeah, we, we you know, we're standing around still uh and we can check the ID card again and he's like, "Ah, well, this is a uh, Yori Fiyasaka's ID card at Sakura High, so maybe I'll go <laughs> see what she's up to, <laughs> see why I have this." Uh and so then he does. Uh heads to the high school. The cat is there just hanging mm-hmm. out on the front gate, chilling. Uh, Natsuno runs in. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> goes to run into school. And it's like, oh, shit, I have to go to the track room uh, because she has to go put BJ in her locker. Um, and then Iori shows up and she's like, oh, Akun, I haven't seen you in days. And basically, like, <laughs> divulges to him, like, that she still likes him. Like, she's yeah. like, I still have feelings for you. And then he thinks, like, uh, I don't remember who this is, but I have to, I should probably <laughs> pretend, I should probably pretend to know her so that I can kind of get more answers. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have something to tell me? <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and then um, she says that she still has feelings for him, whatever. It's very awkward. It's very silly. And then you can ask about uh, Morimura. And she says, oh, ever since that day, she hasn't come back. And he says, ever since what day? And she says, ever since I learned her secret. Uh, she says that. And A, just like instinctively, is like, we must accept our fate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, what? <laughs> are you talking about mm. and he's like uh nothing and then he sees an siu agent in the distance like oh shit and we pan over to the siu agent and then pan back to yori and she's like he's gone you're good <laughs> <laughs> and a is like hiding behind uh the gate or whatever mm-hmm. and then uh you can think about she, then she has to go to class and you can think about morimura's secret which then allows you to recall mm-hmm. 2064 before the kaiju invasion yes morimura and ida are up on the roof that we see them on in Ryoko's prologue and they are just taking in the sights uh Ida's like oh you know one last look before it all gets destroyed or whatever mm. and Morimura says we weren't prepared for them in sector one uh but we'll we'll stand a better chance this time if we fail this time Ida says if we fail this time we'll just start another loop and and we'll we'll, we'll try we'll try again yeah uh, and then Morimura's like ah I think I'm done with the loop thing <laughs> I think <laughs> I think, I think loop, I'm over loops. I think loops are a little played out. It's kind of played out, yeah. And says they should activate Operation Aegis um, to close the loop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Edith's like, what, you want us to, like, stick everybody in this in this time and we all just grow old here and die? Like, why in this hellscape, he says. And then, <laughs> then we pan slightly to the left and A <laughs> has been standing there the whole time. Mm-hmm. They're like, how much did you hear? And he's like, whatever, I don't care, you know, what you guys are up to or who you are. I'm just here to, you know, pilot the Sentinel 
etc. Mm-hmm. And then Murray Murray's like, all right, well, I got to go prepare. And she leaves. And then it's just Ida and A on the rooftop. And A is, says to Ida, if I keep up my end of the bargain, you'll stop using Ryoko, right? Um, and he says, yeah, pretty, that's, you know, that's the deal. That's what we'll do. And he says, okay, well, you need third generation Sentinels to do this thing. And, uh, you know, I'll update your systems uh, to help <laughs> fight off this next wave. Uh, I took screenshots here because mm. this was so juicy. Yeah. And Ida says, please understand, I never had any intention mm. of using her, but I'll try to be more careful going forward. Yeah. What does this mean? Anyway, <laughs> I just want to point it out. Yeah, I, I think it's just a reference to like how instantly enamored Ryoko became with Ida. Maybe. Uh, that's how I, yeah, that's how I read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Because um, yeah, in the context of the conversation, outside the school yeah it's like, yeah because it, it, it does kind of seem like he's emotionally manipulating her but it also seemed like he had no intention of like I, like actually like actually making her have feelings for him i think it just happened and now now everything he does is kind of a form of emotional manipulation yeah like i yeah <laughs> i <laughs> does not really seem like he did have any intention of no of using her no but, i don't think so yeah it almost uh, makes the whole if like if there if he really if he really turns out to not have like done anything that bad it makes what we saw last week so yeah. much worse but anyway yeah, yeah. if yeah <laughs> it's if there's like truly no justification yeah i'm i'm uh, holding out hope <laughs> you know i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping I'm holding that, out hope for this guy to be a shithead yeah for him to do something <sighs> shitty or for you know for there to be some like alternate reality Ida or something just some you know? misunderstanding that like explains why she destroys the world anyway yeah well but but even so i don't know it seems like morimura's here to like kind of end humanity in a way uh but i guess it's kind of a mercy killing <laughs> more i don't know i i i feel like there's more to it than just yeah i think i'm like done with this i think that it's like it seems like my takeaway from it from what little we actually get is that like what is it called the aegis mm-hmm. the aegis system it, it is like i don't know that it's giving up but it's just like this is the last ditch effort and if yeah. this doesn't work then you know we might be fucked but like it is intended not to like just put an end to everything but yeah to give us a chance to to win yeah. a better chance to win just like high risk high reward was yeah. sort of my takeaway i could be wrong though no i think you're right because uh Ida goes on in here to say um well first he says uh i think a shift in the chain of command is in order um mm-hmm. when when talking about the aegis system to uh a and basically says that the aegis system is activated by hacking into the mainframe mm-hmm. um and that it could it could do what they want it to do and destroy all the dimos but it will then lock them it will render the time machine quote it will render the time machine useless mm-hmm. what <laughs> fucking time yeah. machine are we talking about here friend um yeah so that's wild so in my head it's like some sort of big emp thing which makes sense Mm -hmm. in in what we've seen in the battles is that electromagnetic pulse for those not privy to the acronym right um, which basically deactivates all electronics in a surrounding area so i don't know um but then Ida uh finishes off this conversation by saying everything will descend into chaos and we'll be the only ones left in this hellscape Mm -hmm. that's the end of the prologue (laughs) or that's the end of that that section that's all we're talking about a psyche gahara this time yeah uh brings us to 28 percent (sighs) <sighs> yeah so Ida's up to something a is also I, I don't know proficient enough with sentinel technology that he can update the systems uh, yeah sure fucking i don't know man I, there's just so much and i thought that would be cleared up a little bit 
by going to play Iori Fuyasaka's no, <laughs> story. Nothing is clear. Nothing is cleared up. Well, some stuff is cleared up, I yeah. think. Um, which, so, okay, we're, we're transitioning now into the story of Iori Fuyasaka. Mm-hmm. starting at 14%, picking up right after her prologue. Some really... So so we've talked a bit about perspective um, mm-hmm. when, you know, when we play these characters. And I don't even think I would call this like a, a perspective thing. Just the way that Iori's uh, whole thing functions is completely different <laughs> than every <laughs> other story we have played up to this point. Mm-hmm. And is incredibly frustrating, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I yeah. Um, so so Kim had done the first run of Iori that we're going to talk about here, uh, and then I had done the second one. And in order to get the second one, I stared at it for like 20 minutes, doing the same stuff over really? and over and over again. Before I was like, I fucking I need a walkthrough. <laughs> and I went and I, I went to a walkthrough that gave you you know the 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 non spoiler beat by beat for the, for that section. But we will get there in the in the next run. This first one, it's Yori, Tomi, and uh, Miwako hanging out in, uh, I guess, city center, you know, just chilling by a bus stop. And then you start talking about boys. <laughs> uh, Miwa starts talking about boys, and Tomi's like, I, boys are dumb. I don't like dating boys or anybody. Uh, and then um, the only really, like, interesting thing I got out of this mm-hmm. was that uh, Yori says that Shu used to play soccer and was, like, really good at it, and then just one day stopped. Just like completely stopped playing mm. soccer. She says he got bored and quit. Uh, but yeah. to me, that sounds like he got a new personality and was not going to soccer anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's Holy what shit. I think. You could be right. That's what I, I think. think about that. Uh, but now he plays basketball. So I don't know. Okay. Um, but there's also something that happens in Shu's story that also maybe that's why he doesn't play soccer anymore. But I don't mm. know. So uh, anyway, you can think about the mysterious boy that you ran into uh, who was a um, she's mm-hmm. like, I think I think it's love at first sight, which, you know, is was the thing that happened in the uh, or is what Miwa said in the prologue about about mm-hmm. a and Iori. You can see the cat show up. If you approach it, it runs away. And then Miwa's like, oh, I saw the cat. OK. Um, and so I don't know if you picked up on this. Uh, you probably did because it's it's not super out of the way. But in the top left, every time you yeah. like move into a different part of the conversation yeah it'll get like a new like scene title or something so when they're talking about the boys it's called boys 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 when you see the cat it's called about the cat Mm -hmm. um very interesting tomi didn't see the cat and then the game does another one of those weird game things that never happens ever again is that you can only talk to the person when they are talking Mm -hmm. uh which really really is what fucked me up in the in the second round yeah me too um Um, i had to reload or i i thought i had to and then it turns out i probably didn't have to but um i like reloaded a scene like restarted the scene because Mm -hmm. i thought that i had missed the chance to talk to miwa yeah about something because i could only bring it up while she was talking and i don't know the vibe that i got from this scene And the way that this plays out is that it's supposed to, I mean, talking about perspective, I think maybe it's supposed to be like, this is the vibe with teenage girls and they, you know, bounce around from conversation to conversation Mm -hmm. and they're always interrupting each other and being Mm -hmm. like giggly, giggly girls or whatever. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if that's like why this is so like frenetic, (laughs) but it, it is just a totally different, like you said, a totally different way of unfolding from any other 
like path in the game that we've done so far it's and it's so weird it's, it's so yeah strange. it's like jarring and i agree a little bit frustrating like when i was writing out what i did i was like do i need to write out like each time i talk to this person and then talk yeah. to this person even though it seems like they're the only things you can do mm-hmm. it's like it i don't know it was just so strange it's so weird it just, yeah. Yeah, I did the same thing when I was writing when I was writing out my thing for the second mm-hmm. round. I had written out like an entire thing. And I was like, oh, I don't need yeah. this. In, this whole middle yeah. section is irrelevant. I just need to say talk to Tommy when she's talking. Right. I like didn't understand even why I was taking notes right. like that. But I was right. like, this is like so different. I so don't know. Weird. And I think I've, I had seen someone in the discord talk about this exact scene being like oh, a really? big pain point just generally mm-hmm. um, because of the way it functions. And I completely get it. I totally yeah. get it. It sucks. It's really annoying but anyway so you could talk to tomi eventually and then she's like oh let's go get some food and then you mm-hmm. get to choose between soft serve or crepes uh <laughs> <laughs> um went to go get crepes the first time yeah uh, and they look good the dude. the treats in these scenes look so fucking good really the, good this and the soft serve spoiler alert yeah. soft serve spoiler alert we go get the soft serve <laughs> the next time yeah um but yeah it it looks so good. And there's so much conversation about like, oh, what did you get? Oh, I got like double strawberry. Double oh, strawberry. I got this. Maybe we should have gotten this. And I was yeah. like, I want one of these crepes so badly. <laughs> yeah. I would kill a man for these crepes right now. <laughs> I don't know if you took exact uh, notes too, but there's like a lot of weird diet talk. Yeah. So you can talk to Miwako after you finish the crepes. And she says, do you think we'll put on weight? And Iori says, well, we did just eat a lot of sugar. And then Tomi's like, Iori. <laughs> Are you on a diet because of this fucking boy? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, and then me was like, oh, are you put bring it to the next level or whatever? And like, that's the end of that conversation. And then mm-hmm. you loop back around to the beginning of like, oh, let's talk about boys. Yeah. And it's like the same conversation again. Weird. But yes. So, yeah, the, that diet talk does happen. It's yeah. strange. I will say it is noti- notable that I'm realizing now before I touch on diet talk, because I'm going there. <laughs> this is the second time where we've seen Miwa have the same conversations in rapid succession in the same scene. Uh (laughs) And I guess also we sort of saw that with Ryoko and A. And I just wonder, when I was playing it, I just sort of thought like, oh, this is just sort of like, it's just like, it's the game's way of representing that Miwa talks a lot without like having to write new dialogue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think also like there's a little bit of that supported in like, Tomi's reactions to Miwa are really funny where she's like um, whenever Miwa starts like the same conversation again she, she'll she be like oh, where were we oh yeah, yeah. and Tomi's like oh god like she's annoyed <laughs> so yeah I don't know if that is you know just a, a tool or if it is meaningful probably mm-hmm. meaningful because everything in this game seems to have a meaning mm-hmm. anyway um, the thing that I wanted to talk about with Mia I noticed this a few episodes ago and didn't mm-hmm. bring it up but Miwa I think is implied to be a fat character. Yep. Cause I, and I didn't, cause like she's not actually that much bigger than the other girls, but like her thighs are a lot bigger. That's sort of where you notice it. Yeah. And I don't know. I just don't like that. The only (laughs) fat character we've seen is this like sad little desperate girl. Who's like constantly thinking about boys who are basically implied to be out of her league. Mm -hmm. Um, who seem to have no interest in her and sort of like fawning over them. And I don't know. I don't love that shit. Mm. And then like the diet talk right on top of it of like, Oh, if you like a boy, that must mean you're on a diet. Mm. Fucked up. Anyway, I just want yeah. to bring that up. I it's do not the worst thing the game has done by far. Yeah. No, I, I, I also noticed it a couple episodes ago, but we hadn't really 
I felt like interacted enough with Miwa to actually mm-hmm. like have an opinion on it. Um, yeah, but yes, I'm interested it, to do more Tomi to find that. I, uh, yeah, me too. But, but it does seem like uh, Miwa's only personality traits are that she loves like like teen vogue but like old teen vogue that was mm-hmm. like about you know taking personality quizzes and stuff uh and eating food kind of a bummer um, yeah and like i'm sure oh it's just an anime trope whatever it still sucks <laughs> yeah yeah but i did like that tomi ends the the diet conversation by being like no don't go on a fucking diet yeah, for someone like, you come fucking, on that's so stupid um, i almost wonder and this is also just occurring to me, is mm. that representative of Tomi coming from a completely different worldview? Because as we know, she's actually from the future. Yes. I think maybe that is, you know, her having a more modern worldview. Yeah, probably. <laughs> these, I mean, these girls from the 80s. I don't know. Yeah. Let's say like like late 80s, early 90s, I feel like was like the, you know, like personality quiz era of, like <laughs> you know, magazines and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, at least in the U.S. In the U.S. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I don't know the. uh cultural goings-ons of of japan in the 1980s mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know i i think that could i think it could be read like that as well but i don't know yeah anyway so then the so then you can talk to uh so, so basically the point of getting crepes or soft serve is to unlock one specific new mm-hmm. word and in this case it is cat treats because you can talk about the the cat when you're done eating crepes and me was like, Oh, well I always have cat treats on me to like feed the cats. <laughs> and, and and earlier they were talking about like, Oh, these cats are around because people keep feeding them. And Tommy's like, you're the one that keeps feeding the cats. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I got treats all the time. So then when the cat shows up again, because like we said, once you finish the crepes and you do this whole conversation, the conversation just starts over again from the top. Uh, and they are talking about boys again and talking about like, Oh, what should we go get to eat? Like it just, it just keeps looping like that. Which it's just so weird. So then the cat shows up and then you can like basically call to Miwa and be like, hey, bring your cat treats. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then you do. And, and you are all they're all crouched around the cat and it's cleaning itself. It's very cute. Uh, really and cute. this is where Yori's like, oh, I think this is a different one than the one at school. I think it looks a little bit different because, you know, I see the one at school. And I see the one here. And uh, and, and Tommy's like, oh, you got a pretty good look at the, the one at school when you were talking to Juro, huh? And she's like, what? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we can remember talking to Juro because we say we're talking about our, our dreams. And the music here like cues into this like I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like it's it's basically like a rom-com sort of like, you know, bells and strings. And it's like very upbeat. Oh. And Iori's like, I'm uh, Iori Fiyusaka, girl who's early to school, 8, 10 a.m. Like I can do it if I put my <laughs> mind to it um, and then shows up uh, and sees the cat at the front of the school and is like, oh, this looks like the stray that I've been seeing by my house. But again, maybe it's just another mm-hmm. cat. Uh, sure. And then Jiro shows up and is like, oh, hey, what's up? Are you still having those dreams? She's like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then Tomi and Megumi show up and Tomi asks Iori what she's up to. She's like, oh, I'm just talking to Jiro. And then Jiro's like, hey, can we keep talking? Uh, and then <laughs> and Iori's like, yeah, sure. And Megumi runs away. Uh, and Tomi, as as you go back to the conversation with, with Jiro, Tomi's like, Megumi, what happened? Oh. Because <laughs> she realizes, like, she saw Jiro yeah. talking to somebody else. Um, yeah. And then you, uh, and then Yuri and Jiro talk about their dreams more. And you can remember the dream about the UFO. And here's when it goes fucking off Wild. the rails. <laughs> so we show up in a UFO. Mm-hmm. I guess we don't know it's the UFO yet. Um, 
but Iori is there. Jiro Izumi is there. And Iori's voice is a bit different here, which I thought had some implications. And Kim had put in in her notes, you should probably check the conversation logs here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did and found that uh, Iori is not Iori here. This is Chihiro Morimura. Mm-hmm. But she looks like Iori. But she looks like Iori. She just has a little bit less of the like stereotypical uh like high-pitched airiness in her voice Mm -hmm. i suppose it's just like a slightly uh deeper interpretation of iori's voice and basically it's implied that like jiro has feelings for iori or sorry for (laughs) chihiro Mm -hmm. and she's like no we can't do this we're like in the middle of a fucking ufo like yeah we're in the ufo can you (laughs) (laughs) what if we kissed in the ufo (laughs) just jk unless um (laughs) <laughs> very it's weird um and then uh okino shows up chihiro tells okino that the kaiju are starting to collapse and they don't have a way out now <laughs> and okino says that they think that the thing that they're in is a relic from some sort of ancient civilization and then it tells you to go check the logs or whatever and there is like a, a computer that's running some sort of like decryption or whatever and it's only 1.2 percent done after three days mm-hmm but Yuri says, or <laughs> Chihiro says, uh, <laughs> that the logical structure is similar to humans, so maybe it is. Uh, or she says similar to ours, which I assumed meant humans, which is uh, implies some sort of you know ancient civilization connection. Uh, so they think this is some sort of relic from the past, some sort of ancient tech. And then you walk back over to the middle of the room, and there's this big platform. Um, Okino is like, "Don't no, hear me out." <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a teleporter. And Iori's like, Chihiro's like, no, you took quantum physics. You know that that's, or quantum mechanics, whatever. He's like, you know that transporting matter isn't possible. And they were like, no, look, like, I think that actually could be this. Um, and it would make sense of the disappearances, including your parents, Mori Murasan. Mm. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. More thoughts to come. <laughs> And then uh, Jiro finds basically the blueprints for the UFO under the the city. And it's like, oh, this is a UFO and we're only 300 meters below, like below the city. How did nobody find this? Um, And Okina's like, you know, it was placed here on purpose, probably to like purposely not be found. And then Jiro says, a government cover up of alien life sounds like a movie from the 20th century, (laughs) Uh, which uh, sure, I guess. I don't know. And then Okina's like. Hey, I also found something <laughs> and puts up on this screen a countdown that has like like a million seconds on it or something. I didn't actually take note of the exact number of seconds. That's it was on a it. lot of seconds. Yeah, um, that is just like, you know, counting down as seconds do is like I found this. I don't really know what to make of it, but it kind of looks mm-hmm. like a countdown uh, and says that the uh, countdown started when the Kaiju made contact with the mainframe. Uh, so in this reality or whatever, there were no sentinels to hold back the kaiju. I, I, I um, and that they don't, they don't know what happens when it's, when it's going to reach zero. Uh, and that's, that's basically the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck, man? I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a lot going on here with, with, uh, alternate personalities and shit. Um, yeah. That I just want to know everything about. Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. But we don't have time to learn everything about it because we have to do Iori again. Yep. <laughs> um, which, like I said, we basically do the same thing. But in the beginning of this, you can consider the UFO. Um, and Iori's like, oh, man, maybe that UFO like is real. 
It's like, mm. no, that's that's crazy. I must be <laughs> I must be talking or not. must be getting my head once she starts talking about UFOs. You can't get her to stop. But you got to love her, uh, <laughs> which is a fact. Um, you do got to love her. Yeah. Uh, so then we do the whole boy conversation again and we get soft serve instead which sounds like it didn't take a long time, but fully took me 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you, I will say the way that you phrased it when you uh, gave me my marching orders, you said <laughs> soft serve time, baby. Oh my God, look at those. Because again, they look really good. <laughs> yeah, uh, the soft serve looks so, so good. Uh, a and perfect I actually had to, swirl. Per, a perfect squirrel. It's freaking humongous. Like the size of yeah. their heads. Shit, there's a yogurt place like less than a block away Ooh, from my new place I'm like Can I go get yogurt? it's starting to get warm it's time for yogurt it might be yogurt time <laughs> except i might be too tired and lazy to walk yeah there. it's sleepy time um it's sorry so sleepy time. i'll try i'll try and get through this one quick so we get soft serve and i had to do that i did get soft serve like two or three times while i was trying to do this as well um because oh like God. i said the conversation just loops and you can just do it forever and ever mm-hmm. uh and there's no indication that like that's the wrong thing thing to do so part of me was like if i didn't know that i shouldn't be doing this over and over again i like maybe would have kept yeah. doing this over and, over again. Uh, and yeah. the flow chart is also no help because i moved forward in the flow chart to the soft serve section mm-hmm. and then moved backwards in the flow chart back to the beginning of the conversation oh my so god like, what the fuck is going oh, on oh the fuck it was so annoying i so eventually i did i found a walkthrough and just led me through beat by beat exactly what i needed to do yeah and then you passed on that knowledge to me <laughs> yeah so when you get the soft serve this time me was like oh my lucky item today is soft serve which i think mm-hmm. was just supposed to be like a cute joke because they were talking earlier about like you know the the lucky items and stuff in right. the magazines um but then <laughs> yori can be like because uh, me was talking about sending a love letter to Shu, and yori was like you should send your letter today because you had your lucky item uh, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's luck. And, and mm-hmm. me was like, no, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I appreciate it, but you know, I could, I could never actually send it. You know, I'm not actually like, I don't have that conviction or I guess, or whatever, which is like, just send it girl, do it. <laughs> you got it. You do it. <laughs> She's like, well, you're always so confident talking to Shu. I saw you talking to Shu and, and, uh, Juro the other day. Uh, and then we can recall that conversation, uh, talking about our dreams, uh, in the old building passageway, Yori, you know, approaches Joe and they're like, oh, because they've already had conversations about dreams. So they're like, oh, let's keep mm-hmm. talking about our dreams. And then Shu shows up and he's like, I've been having dreams, too. Uh, I was <laughs> I was piloting a giant tank with legs, which I think is a better way to describe it than yeah. than a uh, an, an armored what was it? An armored uh, craft craft or something. Yeah. A tank <laughs> yeah. with legs is a better way to describe it. Um, yeah. And then Juro talks about how his dream uh, is how I went back in time using a UFO transmitter. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> um, and then uh, we think back to Iori's dream, uh, which puts us on Sumire Bridge in 2089. She is again Chihiro Morimura. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Says uh, Joro and Okinokun weren't able to escape, but I made it back here. This must be about 16 years before I was born. She looks on into the the skyline and see there's there's some building that hasn't been built yet. Can we talk about how fucking beautiful this scene is? It's really nice. It's, it's really like wild. sunrise or sunset or yeah. something, and the colors are very pretty, uh-huh. and I could just stare at it forever. It was really nice, and then <laughs> it was it was kind of uh, jarring because she's like talking about 
about like, oh, you know, it's been all this time, whatever. And then a fucking car speeds by. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, what the fuck was that? I thought she yeah, was about to get like murdered because cool she's like, I'm here. Car. Yeah, she's like, I'm here alone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then a car drives by. I was like, she's not alone. But I think she just meant like alone as in nobody who can pilot a Sentinel is also here with mm-hmm. me. So we're sitting on Samiri Bridge. And then boom boom bang flash uh boom, boom, bam shu amaguchi from his prologue <laughs> shows up yeah on this big old sentinel that morimura uh from the future mm-hmm. <laughs> sent him back on uh said find me 16 years ago on samire bridge and he sure did do that because she's yep. literally right there so he jumps down and is like hey nice to meet you you're Morimura, right? I knew you. You from the future sent me back here to meet you. Mm-hmm. We should go. And she's like, shouldn't we do something about this? And he's like, nah, we'll figure it out later. But we should leave <laughs> now. Uh, and then as he's running off, he says, we'll defeat them this time for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then she follows after. But One thing to add to yeah. this from my screenshots, he introduces himself as Tetsuya Ida. Oh, he does do that here. Shit. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. Somehow missed that he introduced himself here, but that's fine because mm-hmm. we're about to go play Shuamakushi. <laughs> yep. Uh, the final section yes. of the episode, the story of yes, Shuamakushi, yes, yes. starting at fourteen percent. Once again, picking right up from his prologue. Which I, I uh, just wanted to take note right before you go in. When when you go over every character in the select screen, they all have like a unique kind of background and like soundscape. And his is the idol in the background, and it yeah. sounds like it's like in a different room. It's it's just very it's good. Really I don't know. good. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we head in, and Shu is in the third floor hallway, uh, which is where all the hallway scenes take place. <laughs> um, and it's like. Uh, he's thinking about how tired he is and he's like oh man all these dreams must be getting to me I'm not sleeping very well he talks about how he rode his bike to school but he parked it somewhere else and he takes out a key mm-hmm. he takes out a key that is <gasps> the same size and shape as A's key I don't know if it is oh the same my key God. but it it's is a probably key the same key right I don't know I I have no idea uh, I guess I could have checked the mystery files and I don't have my switch up here with me so I can't check the mystery I can files. check right now yeah see if it's the same key or not because he takes out a key but he says like oh I had to park my bike off campus so that I didn't get shit from the school. Key. It's a key for some sort of view. It doesn't, it hasn't Damn. been updated. For shoe. But I, mm, I, uh, I still think it might be the same key. Could be the same key. But the, the thing, the A's key has like a, a symbol on it. And I don't know if shoes did. I didn't get a close enough look at it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that we did get that close of a look at it. Yeah. But then he, you can think about uh, Miyuki Inaba in the thought cloud. He's like, Oh yeah, that's the idol I've been talking to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like through it's the like, tv yeah the idol from tv that i've been talking to is like oh maybe i could tell people and then it's like it, it, it goes out of the thought cloud mode and he's like yeah it's the I, i've been talking to idol miyuki and abba and it's like just people are just like walking by he's like that makes yeah. me sound like a crazy person um <laughs> and then you can think about yuki and he's just like oh man i you know she's so intimidating she took mm-hmm. out all those all those guys <laughs> she sent them to the hospital i i'm in love with her uh same <laughs> i am very into this yeah <laughs> also same so then he talks about how he can't find Juro, uh, and you basically just go from classroom door to classroom door, like, searching. Eventually, Tomi shows up, and Miwa's there, and she gets all flustered, and Tomi's like, fuck you, and they leave. 
there's like nothing of substance in there besides Miwa being like, oh my gosh, Shiwa Maguchi. Yeah, and Tomi being truly uninterested. Yeah, which I guess is is relevant to the later the later part of the scene. But also this is just the scene after the prologue for Shu. So, you know, if we had done Shu earlier, then this would be, mm-hmm. you know, character development that we haven't already gotten. Whatever. I get it. I get it that it's hard to account for giving players eight different ways to start mm-hmm. the game. I understand. So then you head to because you're looking for Jiro and you're like, oh, maybe he's at the old school uh, and you head to the old school passageway. Mm-hmm. And come across, not Juro, but Keitaro Mira. Yes. Best boy from last week. Best um, boy. He's there with BJ talking. I don't know. And mm-hmm. and the first thing Shu does when he goes up is not say, what the fuck is that? It's just yeah. like, hey, Mira, if you need somewhere to crash, you can sleep in my place anytime. Hey, what's that? <laughs> um, and before Mira can say anything, uh, BJ says, don't forget your promise and flies away mm-hmm. uh and, and then basically shoes like oh i feel like i had a dream about something like this he, he does say oh what a cool rc helicopter <laughs> that's like, right that's right like, is that yours or yeah. something um and he, he he's like uh you know i had a weird dream about this and you know and then it's like oh maybe you are sent from the future and come to save us all and katara's like Ugh. <laughs> like pulls his hat down <laughs> he's like ill <laughs> um and then you have the option to recall the dream like right then but I, I, mm-hmm. I there was one more uh talk option uh about the dreams and me or you can just talk to Mira again uh, and if you go to talk to him he's like well wh- what if what if i was sent from the future to save you like what if what if that is true and she was like what do you think i was serious i'm just goofing around and he's like okay i have to go <laughs> he just like leaves and then you can recall the dream Mm-hmm. Man, and it starts off with, oh, was that drone scouting for the kaiju? I hope not, which implies to me, it, well, you know, they, they had just encountered a BJ scouting bot that had just flown by to, like, find them, which is also how Ryoko yeah. got found by one of right. the scouting bots. Uh, and we know that Morimura later, we find out that Morimura is also with them. Mm-hmm. But it's Shu in a ruined city, and he walks over to Tomi, who is also there standing in front of her favorite sweet shop, says they had the best pear tart uh, mm-hmm. And now this and my apartment are all gone. It's 2025 for the record. Uh, and she says that her voice is all uh, hoarse from crying all day. And she says, you sound good to me, uh, which is really sweet. Yeah. And then they talk about how everyone except for them, seemingly mm-hmm. just disappeared before the mm-hmm. kaiju showed up. And he's like, man, they must, these aliens must have some crazy technology if they can make people disappear without lasers. Yeah. Which is like, my man, I don't think that's what's happening, but okay. No, sir. <laughs> um, and then he talks about how the kaiju are just digging holes and then just sitting there <laughs> and not doing anything. And then a building falls near them. They cuddle together to be like, ah, a building mm-hmm. fell near us. Um, it's kind of a sweet moment a little bit. Yeah. And then, um, Tommy's like, hey, you've like completely changed since middle school. Like you used to be like a complete nerd. <laughs> like what happened? Like, why why are you like that? Uh, and he's like, well, one time I was watching one of your streams and you said you liked tough guys. So I then built my personality around that one moment from a stream. So weird. Six years ago. <laughs> um, and she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, the user fate F8. Like, that's that was me. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, and yeah. then like in an aside, she's like, he supported me. He was the only reason I, you know, kept singing because he told me I was a great singer. Mm-hmm. 
okay uh, yeah i don't know what's <laughs> so, don't happening know. here it's it's kind of sweet i don't know i like it is kind of sweet it's also kind of weird it's giving cinderella story the one with hillary duff <laughs> okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> that classic that we all know and the classic love. that we all know uh, it is genuinely that's a great uh early 2016 movie. it's good yeah uh and then uh kaitaro mira shows up and says morimura they're over here uh he says my name's kaitaro mira what are your names? And Tomi says, my name's Tomi Kisaragi. And Shu goes to introduce himself. And then Morimura shows up and says, hi, I'm Morimura. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> it just felt weirdly timed to me. Um, yeah. And then Shu introduces himself as Tetsuya Ida. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we fade to black. And that's the end of the scene. Yep. Jeez Louise. Yeah, it's a lot going on. The thing that that fucks me up is, like, we have a lot of romances in different timelines. Mm -hmm. That's all very fascinating to me, because of course it is. Mm -hmm. You all know me by now. (laughs) Of course, that's what I'm most interested in. Right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I don't know. That's all. That's all very interesting. Um, I'm excited to learn more. Yeah. I okay quickly theory time not theory time it's Mm -hmm. just I just want to make note of all the people who have seemingly switched personalities Um, okay we have so we have the recently revealed um and I guess I I did this backwards actually because I said it was Shu to uh, Tetsuya Ida but I actually think it's probably the reverse yeah Um, Ida to Shu Ida to Shu we have Yori to Morimura uh, the Yori I think to it's Mori. Morimura to you think it's Mori to Yori. Okay, Morimura to Yori uh, pipeline. Um, we have <laughs> Jiro Karabe to Jiro Izumi, uh, and then we have Ryoko to question marks. Yeah, um, I also think that it's always been interesting to me that Tomi goes by Usami sometimes, and I don't know if that's like a reference to like maybe that was just her like yeah. username when she was a stri- I have no idea, but that I've. I, well, wait, and there's two Tomies. So, yeah, there's something going on there's, there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe. I just looked up Usami-chan, and there's mm-hmm. a character. Why did you look? Don't look things up, Well, AJ. because it's a name. I don't know if it was dangerous. just dangerous. Well, well <laughs> the thing that showed up uh, is... Uh, what show is this from? Does it even say? It doesn't. Uh, Usami-chan is a rabbit girl who is known for her detective abilities and sharp intuition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> No, I don't know oh, what yeah, that, yeah, any yeah. Of that means. Um, <laughs> I love that I fooled you, though. You did. I was For like, a split second. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so that's that. That's Usami-chan. Um, I just Got sent it. it to you in the Discord as well. Oh um, no! So I don't know if there's some reference. <laughs> that's so much more cursed than I thought <laughs> I it would. With some reference to her being similar to this rabbit detective, maybe. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So those are all the yeah, and I guess there is two Tomies. I don't know, but. There's there's definitely something weird going on in this game in case you were in case you didn't know. Hey, AJ, I think there's <sighs> I think, I think so. there's something weird going I on. I do I think there's something weird. The story's a little strange. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't fucking know anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I, I My don't theory I don't know if it's been disproven so much as the game is simply talking past it now. <laughs> <laughs> I well okay so the people disappearing who are not yeah our our little friends yeah 
that to me speaks to yes this being a hundred a hundred thousand million percent mm-hmm. yeah yeah Mm-hmm. yeah the same way the same way that um yeah in destruction it's like oh where'd the wreckage go right right it's um, like these things just like blip out of existence which does make me feel better about destroying the city knowing that the people just disappear <laughs> as soon yeah, as the dimos true. show up we're not really ruining anybody's lives because there's no lives to ruin right exactly <laughs> exactly yeah dude there's some shit happening i Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the hey that's a full 10 percent of the game though that we played yeah, and look at that and talked about in less than two hours look at us yeah look at us well we've been making a concerted effort to pick up the pace both uh game wise and podcast wise yeah. i think yeah so uh but i'm proud of us we're doing great i think we did great yeah yeah so yeah time to i think it's time to rank time to rank uh i'll go first okay i'm gonna start from the bottom up because i think it's more okay. dramatic we're starting again at can't believe he's a high school student just like us. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> still Ren Yagoto holds that holds that single place. Nobody in D. Uh, Juro is now the only one in C, mm. uh, which means I have moved up Megumi to B because I'm loving this mean girl energy. I think oh, any okay. personality from her, I think, is is great. I'm having a great time now that she is a real yeah. is a real character um, <laughs> in, in, in more ways. You know, I, I don't know. We, mm-hmm. She'll obviously be more of a character when she is the focus of the story yeah but i now appreciate that i can see her in a scene and go i know the energy <laughs> i know yeah. what the energy is gonna be at the very least <laughs> i also uh i believe i just rearranged these and i forget already where they were but i think i also just moved uh ryoko up to b because I, th- I think she was at c but honestly i forget mm. a is still at a b uh and katara is also still a b um in a tier we've got iori and nenji uh, and now also Shu Amiguchi. But here's the mm. thing. I think Shu Amiguchi is an A because he's a very sweet boy. He's extremely sweet and he's he, sweet you know, he's boy. kind of putting on this like tough guy air or whatever. But Tetsuya Ida is rancid. <laughs> he is, <laughs> he's got some rank vibes. And if this yeah. boy is going to grow up to be him, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming the Shu that we're seeing is is post Tetsuya Ida. Yeah. <laughs> in a way i'm yeah there's just so much happening there is yeah it's hard to it's hard to tell what's what's going on there is a tetsuya ida who has not been uh shooed i guess and (laughs) and and there is the tetsuya ida who has been shooed uh and i i like that i like that one he's good yeah he's nice good yeah s tier is now uh only tomi nachan and yuki chan because there is now a tier above s (gasps) <gasps> that holds uh, one Takatoshi Hijiyama, and that that tier is called so cold, so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, that's very good. Uh, uh, I love that. So those are those are my rankings. I really feel like I need to start getting more creative with my categories here. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, um, so those are my rankings this week. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna start from the bottom, but I'm gonna talk about. You know, I'm just going to talk about who I'm moving and then I'll give my sure. my sort of uh, updated. So um, I'm moving Shu Amaguchi up to an A. I agree with you. I think he's a really sweet boy. I am judging him based on his not rancid uh, Tetsuya Ida energy, yeah. But, yeah. but more of the Shu Amaguchi energy, which is like the scene with him and Miura. Like we didn't go too in depth on it, mm-hmm. um, but like he's 
really sweet. He's mm-hmm. so like, I really hope things work out and I hope you find whatever. And if you need anything, please come stay with yeah. me. And oh, I'm so glad to hear that you've like found a place to yeah. stay. Like he's being very and he, nice. And I think like uh, he's a totally different vibe, I think, than what is, you know, I thought he was like a fuck boy energy. Yeah. And it's like, no, he's just like a good friend and he has a crush on a very intimidating woman. Yeah. Who doesn't <laughs> really? So, yeah. um, yeah. yeah, I actually like him a lot. Yeah. I think he's great. Yeah. Next up, I'm moving up a, he's also going to be an a, <laughs> hey, um, he is clearly like the, from the very moment of, um, like our first sort of Ryoko loop where he's revealed to quote B four, two, six, he says, I'm sorry, Ryoko. I tried, but I couldn't save you. And I yeah. took a note that said, I'm auto- automatically on his side and I don't know why. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. I don't trust the adults. <laughs> I don't trust adult Morimura and I don't trust Goto and I don't trust adult Ida. They're up to something. I'm sure that'll all get turned on its head because this game is so fucky. But for now, I don't trust them. And so anything that is going to be done to sabotage their efforts i'm kind of in favor of and so i like a for that and i like that he's he's just trying to be a good brother slash friend who calls himself a brother i don't know (laughs) um still unclear to me yeah now here's where things get confusing because i wrote in my notes that i wanted to move juro to a b okay but i don't know why I think maybe it was based on the strength of his first meeting with ryoko where he's like pretty badass that's true yeah he's pretty sick but that's Jiro Izumi, to be fair. That is true. Whatever. I'm splitting the difference <laughs> and I'm moving Jiro Karabe up to a B. Sure. Or Jiro whoever. <laughs> now, you, I think this is interesting. You moved Megumi up because you were like, the mean girl energy is great because it shows some personality. Mm-hmm. And while I agree with you on that, <laughs> I don't like the mean girl energy. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I don't like this, you know, I'm going to like be a bitch to someone else because she's talking to my man or whatever. Yeah, I don't, that's come true. on. That's I don't true. like this energy. Um, we can do better not to be like women should empower other women. Cause like that is the most basic form of feminism. <clears throat> like that's like baby feminism, but it's the eighties at the no. same time. Yeah. This Sorry. Is- <laughs> actually, no, it was 2024 where Megumi's from actually. Oh yeah, that's right. So she's, she's beyond, which one was the shitty one in the 90s? Was that second wave or third wave? Oh, anyway, God, I don't know. The like girl power. Um, anyway, I'm moving her down to a D for that. Ryoko, I'm going to leave at a C. I'm not loving the vibes of like, I'm going to like hit on a substitute teacher at my school who's clearly just trying to keep things professional. I mean, she's a kid, <laughs> but like, I don't know. The energy is just weird to me. And I don't, I don't know. I feel bad for her. She's being gaslit by everybody. But I I don't know. I have such complicated feelings about Ryoko. Yeah? Yeah. Why? I'm not sure. Weirdly, I feel like we should have the clearest view of who she is because we've played so Because we've done so much of, of her. and But yeah, maybe that's why. Because we have... On the one hand, the Ryoko who is so obsessed with the man that she decides to kill everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. But on the other hand, she is clearly being manipulated. Mm -hmm. And it's not clear to me how much of it is by that man. Right. But I don't know. 
I guess it is th- it is creating a more complicated picture of her definitely than I had considered because from her perspective like the degree to which Ida is day-to-day involved in whatever the fuck is going on with her is kind of beside the point because like it's all coming from this weird institution of I guess Shikishima yeah I don't know I'm very tired Sure. And I don't think I'm making a lot of sense right now. I think I'm I'm getting what you're saying, but I also think um, a complicated character does not necessarily mean you have to rank them higher. You know what I mean? Because this yeah. is like this is a feelings no. thing. Yeah, so. I'm just gonna keep her at a C. Mm-hmm. I think that's reasonable I, because like she she is a complicated character, but she's also kind of nothing right now. Still, she wants to. She's nothing who wants to kill everyone for some reason. Yeah, but hey, that's the thing. She's disappearing, Kim. She's disappearing. You know, you must take that into consideration. <laughs> Another one who is going to stay the same, but who I still want to talk about is Iori. I'm going to keep her at an A because I think that's where she belongs. But I like her a lot more mm. now that we've seen it, as much as like her scenes are annoying to play through. She has more personality than I gave her credit for. I think she's previously. got two of them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, at minimum, at two. minimum yeah. <laughs> because how many fucking she heroes have we seen at this point? You're fucking right. Um, there's the nurse and there's the cat suit and there's the child and um, the father and the son and the Holy Ghost. And, <laughs> I don't know, um, but <laughs> the nurse, the, the nurse, the cat suit, and the high school student. <laughs> My holy trinity. AJ just did the the side of the cross. Um, <laughs> that really tied that joke together, so I felt it needed. To I'm really. It's taking everything in me not to Photoshop Iori Fiyasaka's head on that picture of Jesus. I don't know why you're resisting. Frankly, um, <laughs> we are both loopy yeah but yeah i like her i i just like seeing her kind of do things was kind of fun i love the moment where she and juro stare at a cat together maybe that's why i moved juro up because i just like that moment so much Mm. anyway all of this is to say i'm not moving her at all (laughs) um so my rankings now are uh at d we have goto and megami at c we have ryoko at b we have juro a's are uh yori uh, Ogata Shuamiguchi, whose name I can never, I always have to say the whole name, and A. <laughs> yeah. And at S, we have Natsuno, Hijiyama, Yuki, Tomi, and Miura. Wow. Uh, very top heavy. Mm-hmm. These children are starting to win my heart. Yeah. They're really great. I think they're, they're good kids. They're good kids. Except for Goto. Who may or may not be a kid at all. I can't believe he's a high school student just like us. I can't believe he's a high school student just like us. That'll never not be funny. That's (laughs) so so funny every time. Uh, So yeah, those are those are all our rankings. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. (laughs) This fucking game, dude. Yeah. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, I have no fucking idea. I I keep thinking I'm like, yeah, okay, we're getting answers to things. And I'm like, wait, no, I don't (laughs) I know less than I did before. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's everything uh, on Tuesday, th- this coming Tuesday, we will have another analysis episode uh, about The Matrix, written and directed by the Wachowskis. Yeah. Incredible movie. Really, I'm really so good. I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I think there's going to be a lot specifically that we talked about today that will also be talked about in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so look forward to that in your podcatchers in just four days. Friday, Saturday, five days on, on, the, <laughs> on the fifth day it will be out um 
And on the fifth day. And on the fifth day, the podcast episode came out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now just thinking about the nurse, the, the cat suit, and the high school student. <laughs> We're going to have to go to bed. Um, yeah. Thank you all so much for listening uh, to this thank episode you. of the podcast. If you have any thoughts or feelings, you can always tweet us at AsyncPod. Thank you so much to Amaranthin for our wonderful theme music. Thank you so much to Scout Wilkinson for our incredible cover art. Both of their links are in the show notes. Uh, A quick uh, shout out, or as they call it on our favorite uh, podcast, Video Game Poptimism, a scout out. Um, Scout made me also a new uh, avatar. I got a new uh, scavatar recently uh, of me holding a knife. It's very good. (laughs) It's an extremely good energy. That's the energy that I want to bring into the world, I guess. You know, I'm really trying to channel my inner Yuki, I think. It's good. Wow, yeah. I bet she's got a I bet she's got a razor in her skirt right now. Um, I bet she does. So yeah, if you want a knife, uh, commission Scout. Or if you want a song about a knife, uh, commission Amaranth. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Those are the two things you can do. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at AJ Falari. I'm at Okimmies. Like I said before, the show is at AsyncPod. If you want to join the conversation on Discord, links to... Every other The Worst Garbage show is in the show notes. TWG, uh, theworstgarbage.online is also that direct link if you want to type it in yourself. Um, (laughs) That being said, we'll be back on Tuesday talking about The Matrix, and then next week we'll be talking about more of this video game. Hopefully, 10% more. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't know. That's the goal. That's the goal. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. Should have more time this week, so that'll help. (laughs) Uh, thank you so much for listening. Kim, did you have any final words today? Because if you didn't, I did. Oh, I oh, did. No, no, but I, I don't. Also I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't I lied. I don't. I don't. I have final words for the Matrix episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, this has been Sorry. such a weird, loopy episode, especially towards the end, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll forget this too, just like everything else. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um, side note, I think we should make the tweet for this episode like we type in like Kim and AJ make a podcast into one of those image generators. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, here's live footage of us recording the episode. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you doing it right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should put this at the end of the episode. Okay. <laughs> I'm really excited to see it. Your creation will be ready in a few minutes. Next steps. Recommendation. What is this? <laughs> what did you do? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Let's see. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Those are just three rocks. Yeah. What? Which rocks? Well, I wait. I only see two rocks. Well, I see two rocks and then like a bump a at the bottom. It's like, yeah, but I think these are us. Do you think you're the gray rock or the brown rock? Um... <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable looking at this image. <laughs> There's like what's peeking out down the bottom left there. There's like another. <laughs> yeah, it's like another bump of rock. That's Ringo. That's Ringo, right. <laughs> I don't like how much it looks like skin. Yeah, I didn't see it that way, but I, I see what you mean. It's making me really uneasy. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's actually what podcasting looks like. It's um, it's just us sitting it's in front just of two rocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. TWG, the worst garbage, the